Hello and welcome to episode 219 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Howdy do. Tonight we have Jimmy Page on his Outrider tour, 1111, November 11th, 1988 in Portland, Maine. I've lived in Portland, Connecticut and Portland, Oregon. Never lived in Portland, Maine. But I've been there a few times. Okay. Outrider Tour. This is in 1988. Jimmy has released his first and only solo album. It was a single disc. It did okay commercially. Tepid, but it went gold. And uh, he went on tour... For the first time as a solo artist, having toured previously with The Firm on two tours in 85 and 86, and before that, uh, the brief tour with The Arms Tour in December of 83, and the two shows in September of 83. And before that, the last tour he did was the uh, tour over Europe with Zeppelin. So, the boy, it was his first tour as the guy on the center stage... Uh, I mean, everybody went to see him in the firm, but this time is him stepping out as Jimmy Page, guitar player, knowing that he had something to prove because he had, um, you know, he he had yet to deliver on being the Jimmy Page of legend in the '80s up to that point, and uh, especially after the the unfortunately. Uh, really kind of disastrous Atlantic reunion in April of that year. I think it was April. Maybe it was May of 88. I can't remember. So just a few months prior. just be, Basically, just before he went on tour, the Zeppelin reunion just demonstrated that he was a fucking sloppy mess. Uh, even though he wasn't, he was that night. Uh, so he had a lot to prove, and he went out and he did it. In the style of almost like a Jeff Beck concert... We have several instrumentals. We have songs from, uh, we've got a song from the Yardbirds days, Train Kept a Rollin'. He does Zeppelin songs. This is the first tour that he did any Zeppelin tunes, uh, aside from the Stairway to have an instrumental at the Arms concerts. But when he went out with The Firm, neither he nor Paul Rogers did any songs from their previous bands, which is definitely a detriment when you're going to see Paul Rogers and Jimmy Page, and there's no Zeppelin's tunes, no Bad Company tunes, or nor uh, free tunes. It'd be kind of like going to see uh, Dave Gilmore and, with uh, Mick Jagger, and they don't do any Floyd tunes or Stones tunes. It just you could do it, but it, it's it's a that's the uh, that's that's. D- the the uh, legendary difficulty that setting. So young Jimmy is out uh, proving himself, as is Robert at this point. Robert Plant, for those non-initiates, um, 1988 is the year that they broke the ice and started playing Zeppelin tunes. It's also the year they realized that their careers were starting to ebb. Robert, of course, was huge in the early 80s, 
but his Shaken and Stirred album in 1985 did not do well at all, and it was just a case of people, uh, the oversaturation of being on MTV so much. The same thing happened to Yes with their 90125 album. The same thing happened to the Dire Straits with their Brothers in Arms album. You know, with that uh, Walk of Life and that Money for Nothing video on every eight seconds, all the Yes videos on every eight seconds, fucking Big Log and In the Mood on every eight seconds, great songs, but there comes a point when you've heard them, uh, you get to a point where you've heard them as many times as you need to hear them in your entire life. So that even like, um, I played Big Log for a friend of mine just a few years ago, like 40, you know, almost 40 years after it was released. And he was like, oh, Jesus, really? I'm like, when was the last time you heard that song? Probably in the 80s. He's like, yeah, I'm still sick of it. Um, So that happened. And they had that bubble burst because there hadn't been that hyper saturation that you could get uh, on television until MTV where you could really get sick of a song. I mean, you can get sick of a song on the radio, but you didn't have the radio on all the time in your house, typically, whereas you did have the TV on. So Robert's career soared and then started to fall, and Jimmy's career kind of um, did okay, but the firm, you know, were successful as far as measuring the success of a band. But they were not successful as far as measuring the success of a Led Zeppelin Bad Company you know, uh, collaboration project. Those were Zeppelin's, you know, the biggest band in the world. And Bad Company was a huge band of their on their own right. So, Mark, why do you keep talking about the firm? Because I'm just giving a backdrop for what's going on why this tour was important, and most importantly, why Jimmy delivered. He delivered on the album, kind of. The playing on the album is tight. Um, I'm not a fan of Jason Bonham drumming at this point. I didn't like his drum sound, and I didn't necessarily think his playing was the best, you know, not the best. It was great playing. I'm in no way saying he wasn't playing well. Uh, it just, well, plus, of course, it, it begs the comparison to his dad. So that's, I guess that's unfair. Um, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It's unfair. Jason Bonham did a fine job. On this tour, he, Jason Bonham played drums. John Miles sang. He did great. He also sang uh, around the same time the song Stereotomy on the Alan Parsons Project album Stereotomy around this time as well. And he also had a hit. He was a... a, a famous singer in the 70s in the UK. I'm not sure if he broke through here in the States, but he was singing and did a great job. Great job. He could handle Robert's range. He could sing in the original keys and the original range, and he could handle the firm stuff really well, too. Great vocalist. Great vocalist. And Durbin Laverde was on bass. He did really well. I hadn't heard of him before or since, but he did a great job. So, Let's jump into it. Portland, Maine. Jimmy Page, 1111. We are going to listen to his song off of Outrider called Emerald Eyes. And I have met in my time as a Led Zeppelin person two women who told me that Jimmy wrote that song for them. And uh, that's great. I hope it's true. I hope both of them are telling the truth and Jimmy told them both. It's the kind of thing I could see him doing. It's the kind of thing I'd do. Hey, baby, I wrote this song for you. It's called Emerald Eyes. But my eyes are blue. It's not what it's about, innit? it? 
All right. Here you go. Emerald Eyes, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs>
from Midnight Moonlight. And that's exactly the song that I'm going to play next, Midnight Moonlight. Uh, that was Jimmy Page speaking at the end where he's like, thank you very much, Emerald Eyes. And then John Miles being the, how's everybody doing? Um, Midnight Moonlight, the song by The Firm, written by Jimmy uh, as the instrumental swan song in the uh, latter half of Led Zeppelin, but not officially recorded or released, although there is a nice studio recording of he and uh, Bonzo playing together. And Jimmy and Paul Rogers put this song together when they were touring with the Arms concert. That was that December of 1983 tour in the United States. They worked on it then live. They workshopped it. Jimmy was um, still immersed in, maybe just beginning to come out of a really dark period um, on several levels. So it was nice to hear him playing at top-notch quality again and i chose this show over a couple of others uh simply because to my ears anyway he's playing just a touch better seems to be a little more things it's like a slightly higher definition (laughs) jimmy at this one uh to my ears i mean my my favorite show from the tour is the worcester show from the 29th of october because I was there, and it was amazing. But um, I don't really think there are any bad Outrider shows. Uh, but this one, I was uh, I listened to this one and uh, Manchester, UK. Um, and Manchester, I mean, better sound. Uh, it was very Jimmy Hendri- Jimmy heavy uh, recording. It was just almost all Jimmy. Better, better, clearer sound. This is just kind of a mono, not impressive, but not bad recording. But the playing on this one just had a little more spark, and that's what I was looking for. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to shut up now, and now we're going to listen to Midnight Moonlight with Jason Bonham, Jimmy Page, John Miles, and Durbin Laverde. Verde, 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 Verde. November 11th, 1988.
He's such a fucking dork. He's the coolest guy in the entire fucking world. You get him in front of a microphone. You're not doing too bad either. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave the talking to other people. You play guitar, sir. You play guitar. That was great. That was great. I don't know. Something about, uh, it's just a little more oomph in this show. Um, at least I'm hearing it, but it's also subjective. Other people may prefer different different uh, performances of that song. I think that one was pretty good, and that's not even one of my faves. So I hope you is enjoying this. If you're not, maybe you'll enjoy the next one. Well, did you know that you can find me anywhere you can find podcasts? Of course we did, Mark. We're listening to a podcast, so we found you. Correct. Well done. I am also on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube under the name Heart of Markness. You are welcome to join my Facebook group, which has a couple hundred people in it who are nice. And, uh, you know, come visit, be my friend. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back, etc., etc. You know how this works. And if you like what I do and you like how I do it and you're of a mind and have the means to and want to give me money because I made you so happy, go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or go to heartofmarkness.com where you can download this whole show, this Portland, Maine show, and almost every, virtually every other show that I've covered in my 300-something episodes that I've done, including the classic, the uh, bonus episodes. Um, You can click the Patreon banner there and see if there's something that you like. If not, it's a free podcast, etc. But I would like to thank the current patrons also known as the titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble yet mighty podcast. So a laurel and hearty handshake go out to Keith and Tilda, Brian, Steve, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegern, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, Other David, Bonzo Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, my friends. You are wonderful, and I love you. Moving right along, I have for you... This is a little bit of a wild card, but as Jimmy's playing super-duper well tonight on an excellent tour anyway, we're going to do this. I don't think I've done this with any of the other Outrider shows I've covered in my five years, six years doing this. Christ almighty. But anyway, we are going to do the Jimmy Page instrumental called The Chase. I'm sorry, I had to stop because... Oh, okay, that's not what happened. My next door neighbor is super duper, duper 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 Portland eco-friendly eco-conscious she's a naturopath she doesn't have grass in her front yard she has flowering indigenous plants it's great it's actually it's beautiful it's beautiful it's beautiful but I mean there there's there's 
There's a, there's a lot. She, she's better than me. Okay, let's just say that. Nice person, but definitely better than myself. Um, and she is in her backyard watering her plants. And um, what I, it looked for a second like she was holding, that she was smoking a cigarette, but it wasn't. It was just in profile, the mist of the hose that she was watering made it look like cigarette smoke. And I was like, oh my goodness, if she's smoking cigarettes, then I'm better than her because I don't smoke cigarettes. Or I should say, I don't smoke cigarettes. There you go. Now you know I'm cool. Um, all right, we're going to play The Chase. Wow, I got completely distracted by that and was just talking, and I have no idea what I said. I may have just completely gone off the rails. If I said anything terrible, let me know, and I'll delete this. The Chase, which is off of Death Wish 2. Uh... Basically, it's a vehicle for the the violin bow solo and a little bit of the noise solo, which he carried on from the 77 tour through the firm. But he also plays some Dazed and Confused. And since he's got fast fingers on this tour, I want to listen to it, and I want you to listen to it too, because he's playing very well. And this is, by the way, a first-generation audience recording from the good old Susan H. collection. Susan Hendrix, I believe. I cannot remember. My God. Everything's falling apart. I knew so much more. <laughs> it's like I still know a lot about Led Zeppelin, but it used to be all there. Date, time, you know. One of those who were like, no, that Jimmy didn't wear that that night. He wore a different shirt. That kind of level shit in some ways. But now it's... I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bone up. Professional development retreat. I need to go on. All right, I'm gonna stop talking because I've been babbling now for quite a while. The chase, the Jimmy Page instrumental with the violin bow solo, some days to confuse, some noise, some theremin, etc. It's all good. Enjoy.
Jimmy Page. <laughs> yes. I thought that was awesome, and I didn't, I'm not a fan of that segment of the show. And that was really good. Jason, Jason was fantastic, especially at 22 years old, 23 years old, whatever he was at that time. Insanely good, because he knew the... Um, He's a fan like we are, so he knows all the bootlegs and things too. So he knows the live tricks and things. So when Jimmy went into Walter's walk, I don't know if you heard that. Uh, Jason did the same thing. He played what Bonzo would play when Jimmy would do it. Durbin Laverde playing bass kept playing that just the days to confused because that's what he was thought he was playing. But um, yeah, the dexterity, the fluidity that Jimmy plays. Uh, 1973 at times 1972 1975 as a baseline the good parts of 1975 that's jimmy on the 88 tour all the way through with um probably 35 percent of the show with him playing at 1973 or better levels i mean this the outrider tour is is fucking great and i would love to hear the definitive show this show could be fucked with and made to, made to sound better. Um, I don't think I'm the person to do it. I don't really have the know-how or the equipment. <sighs> I guess I I don't know. But you could you could you could, this would this is a good candidate for um, using the AI to stem out the bass and the drums and the guitar and whatnot and, and adding some stereo separation and. Bring uh, bring the bass out front a little more, out a little more, so you could hear it better, etc. But it's not bad. All right, I'm gonna shut up. We've been here almost an hour. I hope you liked this. I really, really, really like this show. You can go to heartofmarkness.com and uh, look up the blog post for this particular show, Jimmy Page, Portland, Maine, and uh, grab it. It's free. I got it for free. You get it for free. That's the deal. Thank you very much. Please. Be good to yourselves and each other, and I'll talk to you soon. And uh, I will probably do a classic rock episode this weekend. So keep your ears open. Love you. Bye-bye.